Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Harry. And this is Yikes mm. at First Sight. Um, no. <laughs> I mean... No. no. That means... I'm, I'm Harry. I'm Hannah or Ryan. No, you're, you I'm are Hannah. I'm having an identity crisis. Well, don't oh worry. You're at least Ryan. I got the name of the I'm show Hannah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is this is Yikes at First Sight featuring our our two guest stars. Our what are your titles again? Producer and director and what I, I don't know who you Producer guys are. Producer and chief enthusiast. Chief enthusiast. I thought Errol was the chief enthusiast. That's true. Errol might be number yeah. one fan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, either we, way, we, either way, episode. We have our production our crew. Recently engaged production crew. So get ready for an engaging episode. Oh my god, we really should have discussed what you were going to say ahead of time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're we're now going to have, I'm going to just say, an episode about engagement uh, and proposals and all the jazz that we obviously know about, um, but know less about than our two experienced folks who are now on the line with us. so yeah, I think we're going to take it away with asking for story time, right, Hannah? Yeah, we will. Please. Story time. Regale us. <laughs> yeah. I guess we should at least ask the question. Are you going to sing us the story time jingle? Yes, the story time jingle. Uh, let's play that clip now. Perfect. Okay. And now that we've had enough time for a story time jingle, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan and Esther, let's, let's hear how it started. I get to edit this. Yeah, I, I can put anything in there. God damn it. <laughs> put, oh my God, put in a song from the new Taylor Swift album. I don't, I don't know if we have copyright for that. It's so good. I don't have enough money to do that. T-Swizz and I are pretty tight. I don't know. We could probably just give her a call. Does she still go by T-Swizz? Nah, it's fine. I don't think she ever does. It's T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle. Okay. She's only T-Swizz to her close friends. <laughs> of course. All right, story time. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take you all the way back to January 2020, six years ago. <laughs> six years ago? Six years ago, January 2020, yeah. right? I'm thinking, mm-hmm. Esther and I have lived together for a while. We've kind of gotten this roommate thing down. We've gotten good at taking care of the cats. Like, we're ready to move on to the next level. So you asked her on a date. What he means is plants. We were going to adopt plants. Yes. Yes. And so I'm kind of thinking, okay, maybe in the springtime, that feels like (laughs) the right time to pop the question. You know, it's spring, it's new beginnings. Mm -hmm. And then our two friends from college announced that they got engaged. So we had to kind of, and by we, I mean, I had to kind of push it back a little bit. That's so fucking rude of them. Yeah, it was very inconsiderate, considering that they had meant to get engaged like three months before that, but had issues getting the (laughs) ring. So yeah, I had to push it back a little bit uh, to like early June. Um, the, The idea was I needed to propose far enough after esther's birthday that it wasn't like eclipsing that but also soon enough that we like we 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 were engaged before we decided whether or not to (laughs) the important decisions 
propose at the end of your lease. That's what Julia says. All See, the time. our lease ends on New Year's <laughs> Day. Smart man. Technically. Yes. So if we're going to renew it, we want to do you know tell our landlord, you know, a couple mm-hmm. months in advance. And I didn't want Esther to think she could go run off without me anywhere. So I needed to lock her yes. down now. <laughs> and not realizing, of course, that she's got nowhere to run to now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're already quarantined together. <laughs> the most I can do is just hide in the basement. But joke's on her. The basement's where my stuff is. So she could make you go hide in the basement and then hang out in the rest of her cell. The yeah, house that's true. Herself. I could relegate you to using the murder bathroom. Does everywhere in Baltimore have a murder bathroom? Because oh my old house there had a murder bathroom in the basement. Like it was, we never, I don't think anybody ever used it. It was just terrifying. And there was a condom on the ground in there that we found like halfway through our time living there, which all of us say it was not oh, us. No. So I think it was Ew. just there for, oh no, for years. But yeah. Okay. That's enough about murder bathrooms. That'll be a future episode. Or the title of this one. Or the title of this one. Uh, <laughs> so moving on, yes. So you had to you had to time it perfectly, right between birthday and lease, the two most important dates up until this point. Yes, exactly. So I have <laughs> I had extra time to plan, which means that I had too many ideas. But I figured something out. If you do a scavenger hunt, you can do all of your ideas in one. Oh, I love that. You didn't even make it to... Oh my god, I love that. That's so smart. Anna's mind is racing now. You got to do all of them. Yes. So, the way it worked, from my point of view at least, I'll let Esther tell how it actually went down. (laughs) (laughs) was one Saturday, I got up early in the morning to quote-unquote go for a run. Which he'd made sure to tell me several times the night before that he desperately (laughs) wanted to go running in the morning and that I shouldn't wake up because he was going to be gone running. I'm going running and you can't come. Which, Ryan, obviously you had set that up months in advance by running regularly, right? Yes, I've been running for years just for this occasion. Oh, gotcha. Ever since childhood. Yeah. Long game. So... Then I took my bag and I had planned out uh, five or so stops across uh, Hopkins campus that were important to us as a couple, uh, including like Decker Quad and the theaters and stuff like that. So I went around and at each spot I put an envelope and in the envelope was uh, a little blurb about, you know, that place and why it was important. And also a bunch of pictures of us as a couple throughout the years. uh, So that as she went around and collected all of them, they could be put together in the scrapbook. That was one of the other ideas that I was trying to incorporate in. Uh, Make your own scrapbook. Yes, exactly. So you wouldn't have to do the artistic part of it. She got to do that and you just got to choose the pretty picture. (laughs) I actually bought him the scrapbook as a gift (laughs) for our anniversary last year. Which we have not touched. But now we have a whole bunch of pictures to supposedly go into the scrapbook when we get around to it. Okay, good. So you got you got this. So you're saying as a wedding gift, we should get you a <laughs> glass. And I think I can go half on that. It's more like when people buy journals or like buy pens and fancy notebooks just to have and never really use. 
We yeah. put one photograph in there, and then we got distracted. Yes, yes. E- each uh, you know each envelope had the next clue, and so eventually, you know, she went all across campus, and then the last clue brought her back to the house where I was waiting to uh, serenade her because I had learned her favorite song on the piano, which was part three of the things that I couldn't pick between. <laughs> what were you wearing? Uh, I was wearing uh, the the jeans that make my legs look good and Ooh. the shirt that makes my arms look big and my muscles look big. Okay, so you're wearing a Superman, like one of those like Superman buff suits? Yes, exactly. Yeah, nice, okay. Yeah, it had he a had cape the, and everything. The abs sharpied on the front, oh, <laughs> just in case lovely. I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it was one of those like shirts you get at like Ocean City or something where it's just the outline of a buff guy. It says like sun's out, guns out. Yeah, exactly. Mm, the man arrow up, the myth arrow in, and then the legend arrow down, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Esther came home and she was crying already and that I, I started playing too early because I had set up a camera to like watch the piano and me playing, but Esther had not made it into frame before mm. I started playing. So she just stood there and the cats were Ooh. very concerned as to why she was crying. <laughs> There's a really great spot in the video of our cat rogue, like going closer and closer to where I am, like slowly fluffing out, like her ears going back as she was terrified about the noise I was making. Yes. Yeah. I cried about your cats once. The actual proposal part made it though, just not the singing. Yes. So don't worry. You'll never have to see the video of me singing. (laughs) I have it. So what I'm hearing is, I know you're just going to bleep this out, Ryan, but because I have the power to say anything, and last time I, I believe it came true, um, I think. Okay, and so so Esther, how did that go from your perspective? Because clearly it was very effective. Because well, or really ineffective, and then you just felt bad with, and that's why you're crying. I can't. I'm hoping those were happy tears, though. They were happy. They were happy. Okay. <laughs> what he didn't mention was the night before I'd been giving him a ton of shit. If I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, of course too. you can fucking swear. Because I said that he'd never be able to surprise me with a proposal. Mm. Yes. Ooh, you jinxed that. I did. <laughs> yes. I had uh, been coordinating with our friend Errol uh, so that if there were clues that were not clear enough, that like Esther could text Errol to get his help to tell her where to go next. Mm-hmm. And so Errol and I had already set Saturday is going to be the day we do it. Um, Esther did not know that, of course. And so Friday evening on our walk, she was swearing up and down. There was no way I could surprise her and that she was definitely going to beat me to proposing. Wow. Uh, I'm sure you were just like, "Mm mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It's a good thing we were wearing masks because (laughs) otherwise there's no way I could have gotten away with it. Another reason to wear a mask. Yeah. So, how does it feel, Esther, to start off your engagement already losing one nothing against uh, against your fiance? It's okay. I've been sending our mutual friend Errol pictures of rings I wanted to buy him for our wedding, like starting a year back. So, Errol has had the prime seat to all of this. Yeah. Yes. 
I was going to say, Errol here to spill the piping hot tea straight from the kettle. <laughs> we're going to find out that he was really the mastermind behind all of it and that these were his ideas and he was just pitting you two against each other to see which one he wanted to favor. But Wow. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. He is something of an evil genius. Esther, at what point did Definitely. you like start to figure out something was happening? So I knew as soon as I woke up, the problem oh. was, and I felt so bad about this, was I woke up while he was trying to leave the first clue because, you know, it's like seven in the morning mm-hmm. and he's being really like sneaky. So I just wake up to see him like <laughs> crouching next to my face. <laughs> And I was like, is something wrong? Are you okay? And he was like, it's great. I'm going to go for a run now. I'll see you later. And he just booked it. So I was like, I'm not dealing with this at 7 in the morning. And went back to sleep for another hour. And then woke up, went to get out of bed, and found an envelope on the floor, like partially under the bed. And when I pulled it out, it was just like envelope number one. Mm. And I opened it, and it had, you know, very, very cute clue. And the first thing in my mind was like, crap, he's proposing, isn't he? But at least you had... I've been asleep for an hour. <laughs> at least then you were like, okay, I can get dressed. I can just, like, I know I gotta dress good, whatever. And you're not just like, all right, I'm wearing my gym shorts. We're going for a walk. So I have one last question. So, Ryan, were you just yeah. hiding outside waiting to see her leave so you could sneak back in and prepare with the piano or where where were you during all of this pretty much i was about like three blocks away sitting on a park bench uh watching we have our share our locations shared with each other on our phones so i was just refreshing that every minute until she left the house okay you clearly thought this through I, i had several extra months to plan so yeah it was it was well done. Yeah. Like I could figure out where all the locations were really easily. Mm-hmm. I probably did it slightly faster than he was expecting me to. Now, I will say, pro tip to all you people buying engagement rings out there: Mother's Day sales rings are much cheaper. <laughs> wow, that's really funny. And it implies good things, you know. The thing I'm most impressed by is the fact that he had the ring shipped to the house, and I did not notice it coming in yeah. at all well i was buying it around the same time i was buying all your birthday presents too so i had like three shipments back to back that i had to sneak out of the house through the back door and go and grab because this is when we're both working from home so the odds that esther would beat me to it were fairly high unless i was on my game so the ring was in our basement for a month and a half before esther found out about it I try not to go through your stuff. <laughs> that's love. <laughs> that's all it is, yeah. Trying not to go through their stuff uh, and spoiling the engagement. Never realized it was so easy. So yeah, we're engaged now. And then we spent like the next several hours calling all of our family Aww, members. That's so nice. I feel like, no. I don't want to do that. They can, <laughs> I can talk to them tomorrow. They can find out at the wedding. They can find out on Facebook. It helps none of them were surprised. They were just like, oh, that's nice. Great. You did it. Yeah, basically. That's lovely. So now that you two are more qualified to run this podcast than we are, do you want to start us off with some of our uh, fan questions? Sure. Uh, Choose your favorite. We have a lot. 
I'll st- yeah, I'll start out with the the single most important question here, which is uh, whether Paris or Rome is more romantic. Oh, that's a good question, Hannah. I'm going to throw it to you because as even though I knew we were going to answer this question, I've not thought about it in the slightest. Um, I haven't either. Um, <laughs> I've been so, oh, so I've never been out of the country, and I have only been off the mm. east coast twice. Um. <laughs> Or maybe, like, three times if you include, like, once when I was, like, an infant. I don't remember that. Um, So my perception of the world is a little bit different. But uh, (laughs) I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Rome, because I think Italy is cool and I don't speak French. But I have done a couple (laughs) Duolingo Italian lessons. Okay, so what I'm hearing, and Wait, correct me if I'm wrong, I have a romance answer. is directly tied to speaking the language. I changed my mind. Rome, because that is where oh. the Lizzie McGuire movie happened, and that was romance. <laughs> romance. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> and also, also my previous answer, I guess, too. But mostly the Lizzie McGuire thing. And so I'm not disagreeing with you just because I like to disagree about things, although that's definitely part of it. But France, in my mind, is clearly more romantic now that I've thought about it for two seconds. Just because Rome, everything is kind of decrepit. And it's like, oh, look at this Colosseum that used to be like a real full Colosseum with gladiators. Now it's like, well, look at this falling apart Colosseum. And look at this falling apart statue. And look at this guy's dong, which I now have to compete with. Like, that's what Rome is, you know? (laughs) It's a bunch of naked, like really sculpted men with really tiny wieners. And I'm like, I don't want that in the background of my engagement photo. Uh, it's just I want it the focus to be on me and so I feel like in Paris you can you can get that to some degree um, except you have to deal with French people which we're allowed to be like anti-French people on this podcast right just checking with the producers it is your podcast it's my podcast okay perfect so French people honestly every French person I've met is lovely but it's still in the back of my mind I'm like I'm supposed to not like the French because there's this uh, this I don't know, this whole lack of consonants thing, which I just can't get behind. Like, they don't say their consonants, which I guess is more romantic because Roma, I don't know, like, it just kind of, it, it makes things softer and, and sweeter. Um, so, yeah, you go, to, you go to France, you get the pretty Eiffel Tower, uh, and, and honestly, snails. I don't know much about France beyond that. Don't, don't eat the snails as part of your proposal. That just won't go well. Um but yeah, uh, Esther and Ryan, do you guys want to validate me right now that clearly I was right and Hannah was wrong in this case? I just want to say, I feel that Harry's focus on the sculpture penises being behind you in your engagement photos, there's a lot to unpack there that we, mm-hmm. like, just... People have never described me as somebody with a lot to unpack, you know? Um what I meant to say is I'm very proud of all of my measurements. I can see the soul leaving Hannah's eyes. I don't I can't have a drink. It's too late. But know that if I could, I would. It's okay, Hannah. I'm here to back you up. That room is obviously God the best. Thank you. And here is why. Because if you go to Paris, everyone around you is going to be trying to star in their own romantic movie, and you just have to compete with them. Like, you try to go down in one knee, 
surprise, 87 other people are suddenly also right? down in one knee. One of them has a pony. One of them is <laughs> naked with abs. Like, what are you supposed to do? Whereas in Rome, everyone is going to be so busy staring at the history that you can be like, I'm about to do some history right here. Oh. Thank you. Like, Boom. I'd rather have a sculpture penis in the background of my photo, which, by the way, I'm sure you can angle it so it's not in there, than like 8,000 <laughs> other couples in the background like this. All right, so we're going to be posting a poll on our Facebook <laughs> and our Twitter, and we'll let you all decide that I'm right. Um, and well, Ryan didn't give his Unless Ryan... No, Harry, yeah. Harry, I'm here to tell you that you are right, because I have been to Paris. There we go. And I can tell you it is incredibly romantic, and also there is nothing in Rome that can beat like a proposal at the top of the Eiffel Tower. There's just nothing that Rome can offer. Like Nothing's that. that tall. Paris also has also has rivers. You can also do it on a boat there. Mm-hmm. You can walk along and, you know, sit at a cafe or whatever it is Roman people do. Like <laughs> France has it all and it has the big tower. Yeah. There we go. Okay. But what if you're afraid of heights and you get seasick? That just knocks out everything <laughs> Paris has to offer. Esther <laughs> with the kill shot. It does not. Paris is, in fact, mostly land. <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Esther's the evil mastermind here. I think she might be. Yeah. I mean, she does have a very evil smirk going on constantly. So that's just something that's just to watch out for. just her natural resting face. Oh, uh, gotcha. Okay. Either way, we'll have the poll up and then we'll prove that Ryan and I are right. And that will be great. Uh, so the yeah. next one uh, question I think I really want to talk about is uh, the, I haven't figured out which one I want. There are so many options. Um, how surprising should a surprise proposal be? That's a good one to ask or to answer. That was asked by Anonymous. So whoever you are will answer it now with this really great answer. Go somebody else. Um, okay, here's, <laughs> here's a hot take. It shouldn't be a surprise and like, oh, I see you're proposing. We've never discussed this ever before in our lives, ever. And that is the surprise that all of a sudden this is happening. Um, and I think also it shouldn't, it, it, like, I'm sure Esther was surprised that it was a scavenger hunt, etc. et al., like we talked about earlier, she said he would never be able to surprise her, but she did, he did. And so like, that's a surprise and that's good, but it shouldn't be a surprise proposal. Like, like people did like surprise promposals where you roll up into somebody's homeroom with like balloons and a sign and stuff. And they're like, I've never seen this person in my entire life. That's not good. I really want to know more about your school's culture around prom because that never happened at our school, but we can save the prom discussion for another episode. Oh, I agree. Because I also want to now unpack prom because I got to go to several proms and none of those promposals were surprises. Several of them were actually prearranged to, because people needed dates. And I was like, I like people, you know, but that's a whole other thing. Either way, I, I agree with Hannah that, like, you should discuss it. And I think I said this before we actually started recording, but, like, the surprise, the level of surprise should directly correspond with how sure you are they're going to say yes. And then similarly on that graph, it should be related to how private this event is. Because I think the more surprise it is, 
the less likely you want a bunch of other people there to kind of pressure the situation or embarrass yourself when they say no. Not that people are going to say no to you, because I'm sure that as an avid listener of this podcast, how could anybody possibly resist you? At the same time, others might get said no to. And so if you're passing this advice along to them, they should be prepared for that situation, not you, because you listen to us and we are smart, we are kind, we are beautiful what I, I, i'm kind of losing my train of thought here ryan you agree right <laughs> right <laughs> yes, yes i agree that the surprise should be how did you get a ring like <laughs> up to at the top of the this roller coaster ride mm-hmm. you know and how did you train the crow to fly it to the roller coaster ride like that exactly you knew where the camera was to do it at the exact right moment so that you can buy the souvenir afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Although she's going to be out of frame because Ryan always uh, starts the piano a little bit too soon. Right. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Uh, I, I think it could be. I think it could be. I don't know <laughs> I enough about it. Okay. Yeah. Hannah? Mm-hmm. I already gave my thoughts. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's Esther, go ahead. Turn. <laughs> I mean, I agree. You should never be surprised that the person that you're with wants to get engaged to you. But you should, however, at least partially be surprised about when the proposal is happening. There's nothing like, you know, waking up at seven in the morning to find your significant other frantically running out of the bedroom. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, some, maybe if you really want the surprise element and you know that they're expecting it, you gotta like fake them out a little bit beforehand you know go on like vacations to paris and not propose sort of things so that you know you you gotta Mm. like set it up so they don't they're always expecting it but they don't know when it's coming (laughs) another say oh we'll get engaged in our late (laughs) 20s and then propose a week later exactly (laughs) he got you (laughs) can i also just add like don't propose at baseball games like on the megatron thing or whatever um Mm -hmm. however that is a great way to reject somebody well see that's the thing is that's why i brought it up is because like if this poor your this poor person is like no everyone's like boo you suck fuck you like well, they just got put up on the Megatron and probably are like sweating and have peanuts in their hand and stuff. Is that even the word for it? Is that is that what it's called? Megatrons is that's what you call Megan Trainer fans? No, Megatron's an evil robot. <laughs> yeah, you're you're thinking of Transformers. Jumbotron is what you're looking for. Um, and sorry, let me clarify what I meant. When I said reject somebody, I meant you can pay them to put up, we're breaking up, and then in the seventh inning, you're just like, hey, by the way, look at the scoreboard, uh, and then you run, you know? Yeah, it's very, very important that you leave afterwards. Yeah, like, you just, you should be gone before the message pops up. Just say like, hey, I think there's some interesting messages coming up, and then you just walk out, and then you're good. You know, big letters, big impact, right? Just make sure you're dating someone who reads really slowly, just to give yourself a couple <laughs> of extra minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, I think when the cameraman pans to you and then suddenly you're also up there, I think that's, I think you'll notice, but who knows? All right, Esther, do you want to turn reading out a question? All right. So I'll ask Hannah and Harry and Ryan, what is your ideal way to be proposed to? Mm. 
I think Ryan should go first because he just proposed. I agree. And Ryan, your answer, just for the record, cannot be, I would like a scavenger hunt of my favorite <laughs> places around Hopkins with pictures and a photo album and all of this stuff. Just see, just so you know. Okay. Well, I will say, just to put an extra fine point on it, that I did figure out Esther's favorite way to be proposed to. Because it worked. And that's what matters. <laughs> 100% success rate. I mean, come on. Can't argue with that. Exactly. So, I don't know. Honestly, I never really gave any thought to, like, how I would like to be proposed to. Other than just, like, I don't want it to be on the Jumbotron at a baseball game. Yeah. That's why I was having <laughs> you know. go first. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with Ryan. I think part of it is just being a guy where up until recently i feel like there was just never even the possibility crossing my mind that somebody would ever propose to me um but now thinking about it like i just know that i wouldn't want other people around uh and that i would want let's see i think i would want food involved but i might just be hungry right at this moment uh so that that could be that olive Um, garden <laughs> unlimited. unlimited breadsticks. Yeah, you're there. Your family. That's true, and that's how you. Oh my God, is that where the slogan comes from? <laughs> no, it's goodness. They treat you poorly. You walk in, you instantly marry everybody else in there. Yeah, I. Think... When you walk out, you divorce them. So it's a lot of paperwork across the board. It's why not a lot of people go to Olive Garden. <laughs> gotcha. They do have such good breadsticks, though. I've never been to Olive Garden. Oh, and I guess, sorry, now that we're on Olive Garden, the one other thing is that has been the (laughs) only place that I have found in Wisconsin that serves mozzarella sticks. So, it's only cheese curds in Wisconsin. It's only cheese curds, and cheese curds come with ranch. They don't come with marinara sauce, which is just nonsense. It's such a waste opportunity. People just want pizza in a deconstructed form. Why can't they understand that here? They're like, no, we're going to shove ranch down your fucking throat. I'm like, no, I don't want ranch. Nobody likes ranch. And so either way, I've been to Olive Garden one time, I think in my entire life, and I got mozzarella sticks, and it was lovely. It was not cheese curds. That's all. This is an absolute tragedy and a great business opportunity. <laughs> I'm going to mail you uni mini mozzarella sticks. Please do, honestly. Charge, I would love it. I'm going to charge Harry $5 a mott stick. <laughs> I just want to go First back and have the shitty, um, why can't I think uni, of... Uni Mini. Oh, uni Mini, thank you. Uh, I just want the shitty Uni Mini mozzarella sticks. And They're not uh, shitty, oh my god. I know they're not shitty, but like they're like the, the shitty that you love, you know? Where it's like, it's that low quality, delicious, warm, melty, stretchy cheese that just goes down your mouth. And then you're like, I've had 30 of these and I just spent my entire night at Unimini. But it takes so long to get food there. Either way, this was a, this was a good tangent. I've learned a lot about myself. I'm very frustrated <laughs> recently. Uh, either way, Hannah, how do you want to get proposed to? I don't know. Jake, take that notes. That wasn't enough time for me to think about this. <laughs> I think also my answer would be not on a jumbotron and um not I think I said this on when we talked about it on our Thanksgiving episode um but not with any of my family there because I don't 
God, let me have my own life. What I'm understanding is that your family doesn't Um, listen to our podcast. No, probably not. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Alone. With flowers. Uh, We've talked about how I hate flowers as a gift, though, right? Yeah, because you're a killjoy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Look, I have some dead flowers here in my kitchen that I bought at the farmer's market on Saturday. <laughs> and I need to throw them out because they're going to smell. All right, Ryan. I'll let Esther go first, then I have a follow-up question for everybody. Oh, no. I am a complete killjoy by saying I got the exact proposal that I wanted <laughs> because I fucking love scavenger hunts i have dragged him on every single possible scavenger hunt we could ever go to our anniversary date has been scavenger hunts in a corn maze <laughs> i got her into geocaching oh geocaching's yeah. great scavenger hunts are the light of my life more so and than also, Ryan. I, I did want a private proposal and i got a private proposal it was quarantine, so we couldn't go anywhere, and I had to figure something out. It was perfect. Right, yeah. Ryan. That's me gushing. So, follow-up question. Would you rather be proposed to in Rome or in Paris? <laughs> I would um, rather be proposed to in, in Paris. Rome. In Rome on the set of the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> I was going to say, I want Lizzie McGuire to serenade me. I mean, in my case, Lizzie McGuire is proposing to me in Paris because she recognizes it's the superior place. I'm sorry, we watch different Lizzie McGuire's. Lizzie McGuire, if you listen to our podcast, I'm I'm single, I'm ready to mingle, and uh, let's let's talk. She's not interested because you think she wants to go to Paris. Isn't she also like 40 now? I don't know how old she is. Hillary Duff. I don't know. Yeah, she. Has She's kids. ageless. She has kids? Oh my goodness. She has kids. Yeah. I'm also good. 1987. 1989, the Taylor Swift album featuring no one but Taylor Swift, but with the hits of Blank Space, Style, (laughs) Shake It Off. Lovely. Um, So one last question, which I'm going to give a brief answer to, and then we'll probably, probably cut it short. Right, Ryan? I think we're running up on some time here. Yep. Yeah, we are. So the question was, when I buy a ring for my partner, am I supposed to get one for myself too? Uh, so according to Yahoo Answers, uh, I mean, according to our vast and collected experience, uh, no, no, guys don't generally get an engagement ring. If you're a girl buying an engagement ring for your guy, then I guess the same thing might apply. I don't know if you want to wear a ring, get one. The end of the answer was just do whatever you think is best. Um but ultimately, it said, guys don't traditionally have an engagement ring, but you'll both get wedding bands, and so that'll be exciting. So that's that's my answer. It had five stars on Yahoo, so hopefully you all love it as much as we did. It had two likes as well, so I don't know how it got what, five stars. But What if you're a girl buying an engagement ring for a girl, or a guy buying an engagement ring for a guy, or a non-binary person? Um, so what I'm learning is that uh, gender roles no longer apply uh, and it really does fall down to the do whatever you want. Um, If you want to wear a ring, you can wear a ring. Uh, If you prefer ring pops, then you're smart. And that's the way to go. What if you got a toe ring? (laughs) You got a toe ring? Uh, If you get a toe ring, then, I mean, honestly, like, good for you. We're not going to probably hang out just because... 
in my experience, none of my friends have ever had toe rings. So it's not really that I have anything against people with toe rings. It's just that I don't think I've ever interacted with somebody with a toe ring. So it's less a statement about that sort of personality more so than I've just never met anybody like that. So I don't really know what else to say. That you know of. That I know of. You've been examining everybody's toes? Ryan, you and I meet people differently. Let's just put it that way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Esther's like, don't loop me in with this. (laughs) My toes were not examined. yeah, with, with that, I think uh, I think that wraps up the episode. Ultimately, Ryan and Esther are adorable. Um, cats should be involved in your proposal based on the success of theirs. And if you have a toe ring, I would love to meet you. Um, I just uh, just let me know that you have a toe ring so I can add it to the list of people that I have met and uh, spent time with and enjoy the company of. Because again, there's nobody on that list right now. Uh, and so with that, follow us on Hannah. I don't know what we have still. Uh, well, I'm going to finish by saying we oh. propose you follow oh us God. on no. Twitter no. and like <laughs> us on Facebook and follow us on Spotify and wherever podcasts are broadcast. Ah, lovely. Always end with a Thank ride. you. Signing out. This is Ryan. This is Esther. This is Hannah. This is Harry. And now all together, this is confusing. (laughs) Perfect. We're Yikes at First Sight. We'll see you next week, month, year, whenever.